Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey everyone, Mesh here. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events paired with our newsletter. Today's episode, Getting Meta on the Metaverse. So if you remember from a few weeks back, we talked about Facebook and Zuck's master plan with Facebook starting their own metaverse and getting involved with Web3. And so this is a continuation of that conversation, and it's a continuation of last week's conversation where I talked to my good buddy, NFT enthusiast, Phil Toronto, about NFTs and NFT NYC. Phil is a crypto investor himself. He's pretty deep in the space. And here is the second part of our conversation where we talk about Web3, crypto, metaverse, what all these terms mean. What is the relationship between all of them? What is the terminology behind all these things? How can we understand it? And how can we get excited about it? So let's get started. Phil, welcome back. Mesh, thank you for having me. You were helping us understand NFTs a bit better and what was going on with NFT NYC and all the interesting things that are happening. But one of the core things is that NFTs is part of this bigger world. And I think it's become a little overwhelming because it seems that all that's being talked about right now is NFTs, Web3, Metaverse, and crypto, which a lot of excitement. I also think a lot of confusion Could you define each of those and tell us the relationship between them? Define NFTs, metaverse, crypto. Yeah. So let's start with Web3. What is Web3? Web3 is, oof, that's tough. Web3, I guess how I would define it is obviously the third edition of the internet, but now instead of having primarily gatekeepers just bless you with access like a Facebook or a Twitter or any sort of centralized party. The energy now is building as a community, no gatekeepers, decentralization, and attempting to monetize the internet in a way that works for the community rather than in the purest form of capitalism where these central parties are collecting all of the wealth and revenue. Right. So in the case of Facebook is almost a trillion dollar company, there's a few folks at Facebook that have really made a lot of that wealth, but all of us are users of that company. You know, we're part of the billions of people that have made that company into what it is, yet we share really nothing as part of that. The only upside we would get is if we own the stock, right? Totally. And I think The easiest example to make, and it's not announced and I don't believe it's set in stone yet, but the rumor right now, and maybe it's not a rumor by the time this airs, but the rumor is that Reddit is considering turning their karma points into tokens. So the actual participants of the community are going to be able to accrue this value for their participation for the time they spend on the site. And 
just spreading out the revenue across the actual community who should probably be benefiting more so than the platform itself. That's interesting. So in the case with Reddit right now, Reddit is the news of the internet. You go, people post all sorts of things as forums or discussion. Obviously, it's people that are posting constantly and making sure that there's content on there. And then you have people that are commenting and people can upvote those comments and upvote those posts that they make, except none of those people actually benefit for the, what they're providing to the Reddit community. And so in this case now, if they converted into some sort of Web3 company where they're providing a token, essentially, I guess what the, would be the equivalent if they were getting paid in some type of currency for their participation, which essentially incentivizes them. That's right. Okay, so you can't, you've explained Web3, and what's crypto's relation with Web3? Crypto's relation to Web3, I would say, is essentially just the building block of Web3, because at the end of the day, a cryptocurrency, it's just another way of saying a blockchain-based protocol application. And so it's essentially the building block of Web3 because everything's based off of this blockchain technology. And the blockchain being, A, we're creating a world of transparency. Everyone can see everything. This is also solidified so that you can't overturn this. It's cemented in stone. Everyone can also see it. And a more transparent world that's being created that is incorruptible to some extent. Yep. It's a public or private because a lot of focus is now kind of shifting towards, well, how do we do need privacy sometimes? How do we make things private? But it's a public or private immutable ledger. And crypto is also, besides being the building blocks, part of those building blocks is having some type of currency i.e., oh, as I've heard the term being digital native currency, that's not the U.S. dollar, but something that could exist in this world that would make sense for this world versus like a U.S. dollar doesn't make sense for this world. But you also needed to create a new form of money to exist in this world. And then from that, you create other building blocks from it, right? That's right. And so then what is NFTs? Is that crypto or is that just a separate Web3 project? I would um an NFT is a form of a cryptocurrency token. Is there a difference between a cryptocurrency coin and a cryptocurrency token? That not we not get it? Not, not get really. Into yeah, I mean, a coin would be something that we would call fungible, and the NFT, which is non fungible token, is a non fungible token. <laughs> um, so I, meaning meaning what? Meaning there is either only one of one or one of X number in a series, whereas cryptocurrency is closer to a dollar where it's like, sure, there's individual dollars and everything, but at the end of the day, they're all one dollar and there's really nothing special or unique about them, like just completely disregarding the fact that they're serialized, but a dollar's a dollar in terms of the world, I would say. Got it, got it. And then where does a metaverse fall into all of this. Well, mesh the metaverse is all around us, of course. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even keep a straight face. It's so fucking ridiculous. The metaverse, I prob- I have maybe potentially a slightly controversial take on the metaverse. I think it's it's already here and it's been here. But the metaverse is just referencing any virtual world. That's it, yeah. Any virtual world is the metaverse. And are there multiple metaverses or is it multiple virtual worlds within the metaverse? The metaverse is just like what we're calling the virtual world, but there's multiple versions of them. Both are right. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> for me, I would say there's multiple metaverses and different flavors of them. I mean, everything from Facebook's, obviously, to Microsoft's, Sandbox, Decentraland, CryptoVoxels. They're all different versions of a virtual world. And so one could one could say, as an analogy, we, I mean, in this case, it's like we're in a video game, but it's not just one video game. Like we can jump, we're in Super Mario Land. We can jump from Super Mario Land and go into Zelda's world. We can leave Zelda's world and then go into like, man, I haven't played a video game in a long time, but like Crash Bandicoot's world. Or then jump into, you know, Metal Gear Solid's world. Like all these different worlds that exist that are just very specific to these characters. But in this case now, with Web3 and the Metaverse, the idea is that there's multiple of these worlds that exist and we can go from one to the other, right? Yep, and you can go from one to the other and take your things with you in the form of NFTs from world to world to world. Right, so again, using an analogy, I'm hanging out in a virtual world. I'm Mario. I've got my, uh, you know, what does Mario have? He's got that, like, fox costume that makes him, like, (laughs) fly and shit, you know, from Super Mario Brothers 3 for the OGs. I can now jump into another world and take my stuff with me. I'm still Mario. I'm taking my foxtail thing with me, and I'm essentially, it kind of is like the equivalent of, like, taking your IP with you and leaving to another world where everyone's like, hey, that's okay. You're allowed to do that. That's right. It's interesting because like the movie, I mean, I didn't read the book, but the movie Ready Player One had a lot of that in there where they had all these different characters from different worlds and you could take their weapons and, you know, you could hang out with different people. And like that, I think it becomes very interesting. Why is it that people want it to be open and you can take these things across worlds with you when we've been in such a closed environment for such a long time? Like you're on Facebook, you leave Facebook, you go to Twitter. You leave Twitter, you go to, you know, TikTok. You leave TikTok. Even like when we log in, like we're on Apple, you log out. It's just constant and it's so restrictive on everything. Where suddenly now this has been created and everyone seems to be like, yeah, 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 cool. We're game with this. Yeah, it's essentially what people have talked about wanting for a very long time. And it comes down to decentralization and ownership. So... I heard some quote that one of the creators of Ethereum said like that inspired him for creating Ethereum was he was playing some game. I think he had a pretty robust character, like a highly leveled character in some, maybe it's like an RPG game or something. I have no idea. But for some reason, the account got shut down. So he lost all his progress, all his items, all his shit. That would not happen in theory in this promise of the metaverse of tomorrow, I would say. And jumping back to when I said I probably have a controversial take, I personally, I hear all the press and everything. The metaverse is coming. The metaverse is amazing. It's going to be the future. People are going to live in this for eight hours a day. That scares the shit out of me personally. I don't think that's good because we saw a preview of that with Wally. But in my opinion, the metaverse is already here. It's been here for a couple of years. I mean, look at Roblox, look at Fortnite, look at any big video game where there's tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people playing these games, the activity and the behavior is there. Right now, we're just reintroducing some tools that make that better. So the NFTs to actually live through the dream. So now you can maybe, in theory, technically take your Fortnite stuff to Call of Duty and that all plays nicely and you have the same avatar and all that. So I think 
a lot of the groundwork for the metaverse actually exists here. And I, I haven't seen a lot of the acknowledgement that, yeah, what we're talking about is actually already happening. Just there's some elements, key elements, huge elements that are, take a lot of engineering and smart people and big brain people to figure out. But the rails are more built out than I think is getting credit for publicly around all the press and everything. Yeah, and it seems like it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be obviously beyond just games and video games. And, you know, I guess right now they're saying, well, you could display your NFT art in places in the metaverse and people can go and visit them and then you can take them elsewhere. But really more like what would be like real world scenarios, real world use cases that, you know, random people are listening to this now and they're like, this sounds so insane. But like, would this make my life better? I think it could I get excited about maybe maybe you don't have to go to a virtual world, but just the worldwide nature of the metaverse and the accessibility of being able to join a concert in well, I mean they've been happening in Fortnite like tens of millions of people go to a concert and they can experience a live show that they normally would maybe have to fly spend thousands of dollars to see and it's completely inaccessible, but it's their favorite artist and maybe they can buy a digital version of a t-shirt that can get redeemed for a physical t-shirt and it's an NFT. So maybe the company has shipping partners in various countries. So that brings the cost of shipping down. And there's this promise of, I dare I say globalization. I know that's a very polarizing term, but it just makes the world so much smaller and accessible in my opinion. And that's really exciting and just enables people to profit in a way that they would never be able to profit instead of taking that fucking warehouse job at Amazon or whatever. Like maybe you become a photographer that's actually making 50 grand a year selling their photography as NFTs rather than taking that other job that you dread going to spending eight to 10 hours a day making $60,000 a year. You don't have to do that. You can live your life and, and share this passion. So that's the foofy promise of the future that I do believe is happening now, all because of Web3. Obviously, Metaverse, Web3, this is clearly big because Mark Zuckerberg has been planning this, obviously not just the other day. It seems like he's been playing this for a long time. He bought Oculus years ago. Then he went out to announce that, hey, we're going to take part in the Metaverse. We're going to build the Metaverse, change the company name to Meta. Obviously, he's not going to be the only one out there. There's a bunch of folks building stuff, but it seems like he's trying to position his company to be what Google is for search and identifying Facebook, i.e. now Meta, with the metaverse. I mean, it seems to be a good branding move. He wants to essentially like, hey, I want to play with everyone here, but I also want to own this space. As someone who, as especially in part of a community that's all about decentralization, kind of almost anti-Facebook, what do you feel about it? Like, what do you think people feel about that? Is it like, hey, everyone can come to play? Or it's like, oh, God, Facebook. Like, who cares about their metaverse? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a loaded reaction, I would say. It's definitely more so of like, ugh, why? Don't do that. But simultaneously, Mark Zuckerberg is one of the greatest business minds that we've seen in the world ever, regardless of anyone's opinion of him. And I would say that a lot of the strikes against him speak to that, where it's it's like he created too addicting of a product for consumers and knows how to monetize dopamine in such a way. And is it good or bad? I don't know. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But he definitely has a pulse on where the world's moving. I mean, even look back before the Oculus acquisition to Instagram, 
one of the air quotes craziest acquisitions of all time. Guy's losing his mind. He bought Instagram for a billion dollars. If you were to extrapolate that out from Facebook now and look at the market cap, I think some of the old math from months and months ago was like $250 billion business adding to Facebook's market cap that he bought for pennies on the dollar for a billion dollars. Like he's just, he's a savage. There's no other way to put it. So will he create the most authentic metaverse? Probably not, but he has a billion users for the Blue app and everything else that's underneath Meta now. So he knows how to consumerize stuff. So there's a version where the only metaverse that some people in the world are ever going to know is Mark Zuckerberg's version of the metaverse. And I mean, I would argue that if it gets them onboarded, it's not the worst thing. Hopefully he creates something that is interoperable and closer to the decentralized nature. The likelihood of that happening is probably lower than not, but there's still a possibility where he won't completely throw the middle finger up to the ethos of Web3. But yeah, um, that's a long-winded way to say, yeah, it's kind of cringe, but at the same time, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Well, I mean, speaking of like the whole centralized versus decentralized, why do you think individuals should trust the decentralized system versus a centralized system? Like I, I get in theory, but like, can't we run into some of the same issues when certain things become, I guess, in the case of like economics or money and greed, won't we see similar situations like that in a decentralized system? We could, but we don't know. Okay, you had mentioned this before. I mean, it is one of those things where for those of us, and there's a lot of people that are worried out there of all of us turning into these characters from WALL-E, i.e. we're plugged in, we're not really present in the physical world to the point where we can barely walk, we're just kind of slobs and everything is just automated for us. Is that something that you're concerned with? And you know, I think a lot of people have even mentioned, I've seen well-known investors like Fred Wilson wrote a post on this where he was actually like, I'm not really into this whole living in a digital world. It seems to be a concern, but it also seems to be like, are we too much focused on this? And is it possible that you know we might find this nice balance between the physical and digital world? I am actually very scared of it. And I think we are not acknowledging the possibility enough in these early days as things are starting to be built and come together, even though this is definitely pipeline in the future, not a foregone conclusion by any means that we're all just going to become these tubs of lard being transported around in metal machines and tapping a button for any and all of our wishes. But I think the way to avoid that is to talk about it early now, even in the most ridiculous aspect where making the comparison that well, it's going to happen. Like, I mean, there, there really isn't that big of a decision tree that has to come true for that to be the world that we wind up living in. <laughs> so probably best to start talking about it now and how we can just create these worlds in a responsible way. And responsible is obviously always open to interpretation, but I think not losing the humanity of living, I think is, is very important as these worlds start to get built. What excites you in the next, uh, I guess, coming into this new year now that we've broken this whole thing of, hey, there's a metaverse coming. Hey, these NFTs actually work that we could potentially use within this metaverse. Hey, crypto's a thing and it's here to stay. Web3 is now here. Like all of this together, there's a lot happening. What excites you right now? 
right now, I'm still very set on outside of the metaverse. And I guess it can exist in the metaverse, but just the additional utility of NFTs proving out that all they are is immutable proof of ownership. And when that gets applied to like real estate and other physical important big purchases and proofs of ownership, that's what's exciting for me. And I think that's getting closer and closer every day. When maybe it's not even Zillow, but when houses and apartments are getting sold as NFTs, I'm pumped. And obviously there's some nuance to it, but if say you were to completely renovate the apartment that you bought, I would argue that that would be closer to a piece of art than not, because that has your design, your flair and everything. If you were to tokenize that, create an NFT, and depending on, I mean, your clout or whatever, if you threw in a royalty rate on that NFT where you got a quarter percent of any sale going forward in perpetuity, that's kind of interesting. And you get to still enjoy the fruits of your labor because you created that space or that house or that whatever, just like a piece of art. That's really interesting. And outside of just the royalty in general, eliminating dream world, of course, but eliminating some of the bureaucracy that goes along with those types of transactions. Like there's a room in some county board that has a bunch of pieces of paper as records of deeds to houses and everything. And that absolutely can get replaced with a easily searchable blockchain product. Like it. Again, I think to me, the most interesting things are like, how can this technology make our daily life in the physical world better, more efficient, and again, more transparent? So, Phil, as always, thank you for your insights. Appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll see you soon. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Mesh. All right. So that's it. I hope everyone has an amazing Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful holiday. I want to thank my good buddy, Phil Toronto, for giving us all his insights. And I hope to keep having these conversations so we can keep you all informed about the metaverse, Web3, et cetera, et cetera. But first, of course, I want you all to have a great Thanksgiving. Have a great holiday. Make sure you're signed up to the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.